Welcome to the Soul Talks podcast, where we equip pastors, leaders, and other men and women in ministry to thrive with Jesus in their life and leadership. Now let's join Bill and Christy Galtier, doctors in psychology, spiritual directors, and founders of Soul Shepherding. Today we're continuing our discussion on emotional intelligence, and we're so glad to have you tuning in to Soul Talks with us. And we have been talking about smart love and smart leadership, uh, self-awareness and managing emotions, and today we're at the A, which is activation or motivation, and then we'll be talking about uh, next week relating with empathy and then teaming with others. These are the five components of emotional intelligence or EQ and this series is based on our booklet emotional intelligence five steps to following Jesus in your living and in your leading and a number of you have gotten that booklet hope that it's blessing you and your friends it's a great resource for your personal growth your leadership growth your your small group and so let's talk about activation and motivation Christy. That's something you're really strong in. You're stronger in this area than I am, this aspect of emotional intelligence. You have lots and lots of intrinsic motivation. That's something that Daniel Goleman says, uh, the original uh, researcher and uh, thinker and writer behind emotional intelligence and teaching us how it's more important to our success in life than even our intellectual intelligence. And he says the key here is we, we want to have intrinsic motivation or to be uh, self-motivated where we're taking responsibility rather than extrinsically motivated where we're trying to please other people or meet expectations or do what we should or, or this kind of thing. Or get money, get something that we want in a way that is selfish or ego-driven. Yeah. Now, we make an important distinction because we're talking about emotional intelligence uh, in the context of discipleship to Jesus, which is what we always do in soul shepherding. It's all about our intimacy with Jesus and uh, working out that relationship with God into our our human relationships and our places of influence that we have. And so emotional intelligence isn't usually talked about this way. And we can get uh, off track with talking about self-motivation because then we start to think in terms of, well, it's up to me and I need to make it happen. And that's the way of our culture. And in some ways, that works because uh, people who are motivated, people who are responsible, people who take ownership are going to be more successful. Uh, but the ultimate power and uh, joy and purpose come as we are connected to God and we are spirit-led, spirit-inspired, spirit-motivated. And so Paul says, uh, this is one of the scriptures that we, we give you in the Emotional Intelligence Guide, but uh, we unpack how he says in Philippians 2.13, God is giving you the desire and power to do what pleases him. And so how much better is our energy when it's not just uh, our own energy that we're developing? I mean, you know, God's created us in his image, so we have these capacities. But when we are uh, consciously and in, in our heart, we're, we're tuned into God, we're relying on God, now we're, we're in, in sync with the Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, and that's a lot of power. Yeah, so in emotional intelligence, it's a responsiveness that we're talking about in this component of activation, a responsiveness to God's invitation, to his grace, to his power. We're taking that and we're using that, and we're responding to it by activating. Yeah, so you're saying, Christy, that 
um, I've got this, this energy and this motivation and you're deferring to me as though I'm the expert here, but I, I want to uh, push back on that and say, well, yeah, so I'm maybe the more uh, obvious, uh, outwardly leading, energetic person because I'm a doer, uh, I'm a thinker. And so people might be quicker to look at me and say, oh, yeah, Bill, Bill's leading. But you are motivated and you are a leader in a different way. Type B personalities can be leaders also. And you're a leader of the heart. You're a leader in relationships and in empathy, and which is actually what we're talking about. So I think you're the expert on emotional intelligence and, and motivation. Well, maybe as you're talking about emotion, certainly I have more emotion. <laughs> and, you know, E-motion, there is, it does, there is movement in that. Our emotions move us. So there is some motivation that comes from my emotion that is intrinsic and is an intrinsic motivation and activation. Yeah, well, and this is important because many of you who are listening, you're you're more like Christy than you than me, and you're you're a, a really highly relational type, uh, sensitive to other people, and really concerned about how other people feel. And so I see this all the time in you, Christy, and people like you. Your your gift of mercy. Your, your tender heart and the energy that you put into checking in with, with people, whether it's uh, a friend or someone in our family, you know, how are you doing with such and such? Or I've been, been praying for you about this. That, that's an energy and that's an example of the activation that's part of emotional intelligence. Well, thank you for recognizing that and for affirming me in that. I appreciate that very much. Yeah, and we need more of the uh, tender-hearted relational leaders at the table of leadership in our uh, Christian churches and organizations and uh, our businesses and everywhere in society because when we get that that balance of the thinker and the feeler and the doer and the contemplative and we, we put it together in our decision-making and in our, in our leading of our endeavors, uh, we're going to be a lot more effective for the Lord. Well, I agree with that, and I appreciate your value of that. And yet also, not all emotion is what we're talking about in terms of healthy emotional intelligence and motivation because a lot of us have a motivation that's maybe emotional and maybe it's even compulsive functioning based on the emotion of anxiety, but it's not healthy emotional intelligence motivation. You're just saying that our the way we respond to our emotions can be uh, healthy or unhealthy. It can be loving or unloving. Yeah, and even like emotions such as depression – actually really work against this type of emotional intelligence because depression can take all motivation away. Yeah, depression is like demotivation. It's a lack of energy is central to uh, being in a depressed state. But But one of the cures for that is to activate, is to do something, mm -hmm. is curative for depression. Yeah, it can be a catch-22 because when you're uh, depressed, you're sluggish, uh, discouraged, uh, having trouble, uh, feeling a sense of hopefulness, lacking in, in self-esteem. And so, you know, where, where do you get the energy? And so a uh, primary way that energy comes from is being in relationship with someone who loves you, who listens to you, who affirms you, uh, and you do things together. But we do need to get activated to, to do something. And then what it turns out by by doing some work, by uh, being active even in, in fun things or in relational things, that helps to uh, build up 
uh, our, our inner person and strengthen and elevate our mood and, and to begin to help us get out of a depression. Well, we see the psalmist do this in the psalm, the way he activates after his kind of lament to put his hope in God. Yeah. Why are you downcast, O oh, my soul? Why so disturbed within me? Put your hope in God, for I will yet praise him, my Savior and my God. Psalm Psalm 42. Yeah, I was talking to his soul to, to get activated. And that's the best place and the ultimate place to be activated. It's it's in our relationship with God, and it's through prayer. And so now related to this discussion around activation is, well, what is it we're motivated about? So something we talk about in our emotional intelligence guide is we, we say to, to you, uh, our, our friends listening, you are a leader. You are a person of influence. There are people that look to you to help them follow Jesus. And this is obvious if you're a pastor or a church leader, but it's also true if you're in other roles within society and serving God with that. Uh, people in your family, your friends, people on your uh, Instagram feed and in your circle around you, they are looking to you and it, it's, to, uh, it's to you and to me that Jesus says, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. And so we have an opportunity to be the flavor of God to the people around us, to be the warmth and color of God to the people around us, because God wants to uh, reach people through our bodies. So as we wake up to that, that is a motivation and an activation that, that helps us to grow in emotional intelligence. But there is a distinguishment there, because some of us might receive that as, oh, I've got to do this to please God. I got to do something here to please God, and it's not that coming from that intrinsic motivation and responding. Yeah, I mean, if please God means to love God, to honor God, uh, that's good. But when please God means like uh, avoiding a frown or making a, an impression by by performing better and being some ideal person, yeah, then then we're into uh, people pleasing and we're out of authenticity. We're out of sync with uh, being our true self in God's presence. And so, yeah, God wants us to be authentic. So a powerful source of motivation is when when Jesus affirms us, you are the salt of the earth, you are the light of the world. Or when anyone affirms us, it is activating for us. And, you know, I think that's the challenge of this subject. When we talk about emotionally intelligent leadership and emotionally intelligent influence in our relationships is that, you know, I think if we're honest, Christy, all of us, uh, whatever our status is, whatever our position of influence is, my experience with leaders and my experience with my own self is that inside we feel inadequate or like we're not doing enough or we're more focused on our our failings or our mistakes than uh, the ways that, that we're being able to bless people. And so it, it helps you to get activated when you're encouraged, when you are able to see God's using you, that you're making a difference. Yeah, and I just see this constantly in the people that I talk to. I was talking the other day, uh, we called up uh, uh, one of my friends, an African-American pastor, and uh, we were just talking about you know, what's happened recently in our society and the racism, and I said, you know, I just want to listen to you and how this felt for you and how it's affecting the people in, in, in your church, in your city, and 
uh, we just had conversation and I uh, learned so much from his stories and his, his experiences and being able to uh, empathize with him and uh, love him and support him where, where he was, uh, it was a great honor. And at one point I just said to him, you know, thank you. Thank you for being a pastor and thank you for being a pastor in, in the inner, inner city, in a, in a poor neighborhood and uh, rebuilding this, this church that you've been serving in, you know, for many years so faithfully. And I just find time and again that when uh, I get to be with a pastor or a leader, someone serving the Lord, and just see them as God sees them and just say, this is just so wonderful what you're doing. It's so important. And to, to, to give that gift of affirmation, that gift of en- encouragement, you just see people light up and, and put their shoulders back and have a sense of a s- smile and, and a, a spirit within them that's like ready to go, re- ready, ready to get back in, in, the, in, the, in the battle and serve the Lord. So he already has this attribute of motivation, of activation, the ability to do that internally and to not be dependent upon doing it to get your praise or to get somebody else's praise. He's making incredible sacrifices to do the work that he's doing there in the inner city. And yet he, so he's intrinsically motivated. He knows God has called him to do this and it enables him to press through many sacrifices, many challenges, many hardships, you know, and humbling himself. And yet you're, encouraging him you're seeing him you're thanking him it like adds fuel to that internal motivation that he already has you're trying to distinguish because what you're saying is i think your implication here is that if we're not careful affirming people can turn them into like people pleasers well i'm probably specifically very sensitive to that because that can be a big motivator for me that isn't intrinsic it's extrinsic where i'm trying to I'm finding my motivation is orbiting around other people, trying to figure out their expectations and meet it, trying to please them. Yeah. And so I've becoming aware of that. Self-awareness is part of emotional intelligence has helped me, but I have to still be honest that that is a motivation for me, but it's not good if that's my only motivation, if that's the only way I can activate. And so you have to guard against that, guard against that personally. And, and all of us do, I think. And we also need to be careful in our ministry to other people that we are not activating that we're not turning people into uh, uh, performers and acrobats and uh, getting us to be happy with them trying to impress us and particularly when we have influence that's that's possible so a great corrective that we we teach uh, that you're so good at christy is well affirmation is powerful a gift as it is it's really secondary to empathy and so in my conversation with this pastor, and this is typically what I do, I don't say affirming things like this uh, generally in the beginning of a conversation. And it's not like my main message to just you know, encourage and, and fill people up with positive statements about themselves because that, that can degenerate into cheerleading, which I think is another thing that you're concerned about, Christy. And so what we want to emphasize in our relationships with people in this is within the family. This is within the workplace. Everybody needs to be listened to, to be understood, to be joined in with personally with what they're living in their life, and and to know that you're you're tracking them and you're you're interested and concerned and caring. And so, as we experience that sort of relational engagement 
and we feel safe and we feel known and we feel understood. And so then on, in, on the heels of that, we come in and offer a compliment, an affirmation, an encouragement. It has so much more substance and power, and it, and it reaches the authentic inner true self. That's so good, Bill. And I'm thinking about Jesus with this, our, our perfect example, because Jesus had this intrinsic internal motivation we see it in his life in the Gospels as we read about it. And I'm thinking about how Jesus demonstrated smart love when the mothers were bringing the children to him to be blessed and the disciples turned them away. And Jesus was, he was self-aware at that moment and he was realizing that he was feeling frustration with the disciples, maybe even as strong as anger at the disciples for turning the children away. And then he managed his emotions and he didn't react in anger, but he did have that healthy motivation and activation to stop the disciples from stopping the children and to override what their motivation and their action and say, no, 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 let the children come. And I think that in part was fueled from this empathy, this this empathy for the children that he had and this desire to want to team with his disciples and how to partnership in the kingdom and to welcome the children, that the children are valuable. And then he, he wanted to bless them. So we've been talking about encouragement, but blessing is another word for that. Yeah, yeah, I love that. And Jesus is uh, the best activated leader, and he does that out of empathy, which is the key teaching in emotional intelligence. I mean, if you learn nothing else about emotional intelligence, the thing to learn is that it comes out of empathy. It comes out of being a person who has received God's empathy and uh, compassion from people and is uh, growing as a true self, and then out of that, you're able to overflow with that and love others as you've been loved and give empathy to the people that you're in relationship with. And so that ability is what then unleashes the other four components of emotional intelligence that we've been talking about in this series so that we can have our, our best influence for the Lord in our work and in our relationships you know, there's so many examples of how this works out. I'm going to share one more with you before we close here. So uh, in social shepherding, we do a lot of sabbatical coaching. That's just a great way to uh, get a space of time and energy with pastors and other leaders when they can get a number of weeks off the grid of their work, their responsibilities, their, their normal activities, and just really be invested in uh, a season of Sabbath days of worshiping God and resting in God's presence and uh, soul care and intimacy with the Lord and this sort of thing. And so one of them we worked with uh, that we talk about in our emotional intelligence booklet, uh, which you can download right now. The link's in the show notes and it's on our website in the store. Uh, Regina, an executive director at a foster home agency, uh, was and she took over when it was very steep in debt and they were in danger of having to shut down. And so she worked really hard, uh, 60 hours a week uh, for five weeks, rebuilding this organization and uh, turned it around. But she got burned out and she lost all motivation for what she was doing. And so she, she needed uh, a lot of soul care. She, uh, she had de- depleted her adrenaline supply. You know, God gives us the gift of adrenaline to, as part of what activates us. And yet it, uh, we can overdo that. And that's what happens when, when we burn out. Um, and so she took a sabbatical 
and she unplugged from her work and from her email and social media and all connections with her um, her leadership. And the associate director of the agency took over for those months, and she she was uh, unplugged. She enjoyed vacation time. She received coaching. She, she went came on retreats. To our <laughs> and she. I read some books, and she did Lectio Divina using our uh, Lectio Divina guides. It's part of our uh, prayer guide bundle. And so every day she's meditating on different scripture passages and uh, journaling her, her emotions and drawing closer to the Lord, listening to God's voice. And so over the course of these days and weeks and a couple months, she uh, got some deep rest, got back into some healthy rhythms for her soul, and learned about keeping a Sabbath day, a weekly Sabbath day, and learned about working out of a state of rest. And it changed everything for her in terms of developing within her a capacity for more of an intrinsic motivation, more of a God-inspired motivation, rather than overworking to perform or for ego ambitions or to please people. Uh, And uh, she's a much happier leader today. Well, I do hope you will get this emotional intelligence booklet that Bill has written because there's so much more to offer you in there than we can go in in a short podcast. But we we love you and we are so thankful to God that you have that you're taking intrinsic motivation and activation even just to listen to this podcast and to join us on our Soul Talks community and with Soul Shepherding following Jesus together is a privilege and an honor. So thank you for joining us and I want to pray for you. Jesus, thank you that you are example here. Thank you that you had so much internal motivation to come to earth to become human so that you could empathize with us so perfectly and to show us how to live in your kingdom, in intimate relationship with your Father, in yieldedness to your Spirit. Oh, Jesus, how we want to learn from you Continue to inspire us with your life, with your love, with your grace, by your spirit, Lord, to grow, to be more emotionally intelligent and healthy. All for your glory, we pray in Jesus' name. And we want to thank uh, Matt Hammett, uh, lead pastor of Flood Church in San Diego, uh, left a review for Soul Talks on his podcast app. And it's really instructive what he's experienced in these conversations is what we want you to experience he says, I'm grateful for the wisdom and the insights of Soul Talks and appreciate your commitment to below-the-surface discipleship to Jesus. Isn't that what we want to grow in, friends? Mm-hmm. Below-the-surface discipleship to Jesus. And there's a wealth of experience here. And, and for us uh, as leaders, you're walking us through uh, brokenness to freedom and just appreciate the warm, joyful, empathetic, and vulnerable conversations. And that's what we're all growing in together is these kinds of conversations and relationships. That's what we call this soul talks. And uh, so he says, you know, thanks. The Lord has used you to help me grow in my life in leadership. I'm deeply grateful. So thank you, Matt Hammond and Flood Church. And all of you who have left reviews uh, really helps people to find soul talks. It's easy to do. You just go to your podcast app. Uh, Especially if you've already subscribed, you go to the, the uh, library section, you just scroll to the bottom where it says write a review, and it's just simple to put a star rating and put in a few words and uh, as to what you've experienced on Soul Talks. So thanks for doing that, friends. So we've created a resource called Emotional Intelligence, Five Steps with Jesus to Better Living and Leading. 
And so that's an ebook that you can you can download right now, and uh, it's going to go into more depth on these five aspects of emotional intelligence. And uh, for each of these uh, five EQ traits, we have an, an EQ practice, something specific that you can do, a particular scripture that you can pray, and, how, and guiding you and how you can pray that to develop your emotional intelligence in that area so that you can have healthier relationships and be more effective in your leadership. Thank you for joining us on the Soul Talks podcast. To find out more about growing in your life and leadership, subscribe to the podcast and visit us at soulshepherding.org. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram 